BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ladies and gentlemen, this election cycle is an epic fight of literal biblical proportions. Stand by. The doors to the newsroom are locked and the PC police are not getting in. Sit back and relax as we unfold today's edition of the Ledger Report. Graham Ledger. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. Blank to denounce white supremacy. In the moment, you didn't. Stop the tape. Okay. Here's Savannah Guthrie asking for the 4,721st time the President of the United States to denounce white supremacy. And of course, all this stems from the the phony narrative uh, laid down by the Democrat Party mainstream media cabal back in Charlottesville a couple, three years ago, the President of the United States called white supremacists fine people, which is an absolute outright lie. But the echo chamber, this is how it works uh, in the mainstream media. They, they stick with this lie. She did the same thing on the Trump taxes, by the way. You paid $734 in tax. <laughs> That's nonsense. Do you know how many tax dollars President Trump not only brought into the New York City area, the the Empire State itself, and the IRS, the coffers of the federal treasury, millions and millions and millions and millions and tens of millions of dollars in taxes, taxes, personal income taxes, but also business taxes. And of course... I want to remind folks who are a little bit slow on the uptick that a business tax is nothing more than a tax on us because what do smart businessmen like Donald Trump do? Well, they they have no other choice, really, but to fold in these taxes, these corporate taxes, into the cost of doing business. And so the cost of doing business for Hershey's to make a candy bar goes up when there are corporate taxes. And that's factored in your candy bar when you buy a candy bar. So I don't know what... The last time I bought a candy bar was 25 cents. That's how old I am. <laughs> I remember going to the Dewey Liquor Market in San Francisco. The big, the big joy was having a quarter in your pocket. And I hate to be dating myself. But you could buy five candy bars for a quarter. They were a nickel. Some were a little more expensive, some were a dime, and then they went up to a dime. Of course, there was inflation at some point. But I, I remember going down to Dewey with a quarter and, and having the ability, didn't always buy five candy bars, but you could buy a candy bar for a nickel. Um, and again, some were 10 cents, 
So 25 cents could get you either five cheap candy bars, but I think like a Mars bar, a Milky Way was probably 10 cents. Oh yeah. So you could buy two Milky Ways or a Mars and a Milky Way for a quarter and have a nickel left over. And then the nickel in San Francisco, by the way, um, they had this discounted fare. In San Francisco, you could ride the Muni, we call it the Muni, and that is the, the metro system in San Francisco. San Francisco has the finest public transportation on the planet, but it's such a small city, it, it's pretty easy to understand why, but there are streetcars, there are buses, and there are those electric buses. I don't even know if you folks know what those are, but San Francisco is way, way ahead of its time. It, they're uglier than sin, these buses are, and, and the way they're propelled is, uh, makes the city uglier than sin, unfortunately, because they have these rails that stick up from the roof of the, of the bus. It's basically a bus that's got these rails sticking up that connect to these overhead wires. And every once in a while, those wires become disconnected if the driver takes too sharp a turn or something. And you see all these sparks fly up. And the bus has to stop. It stops automatically because there's no juice to it. it. That's the only way it's propelled. It has no engine, no internal combustion engine, no gasoline-powered engine, no diesel. And so the bus driver has to get out, and he has, to, he has these wires hanging down, or these ropes hanging down from these, these two rails that are coming. And he's up, and he's, he's, he's doing this to kind of get the thing on the rail again. Uh... I really diverged on that one. But okay, so what's the point? Um, the point is we have Savannah Guthrie here for the millionth time, the millionth time here, trying to make Donald Trump look bad, trying to make him look like a white supremacist sympathizer, which he's not. But this is how the mainstream media, Democrat Party, cabal works. They lie. And speaking of lying, that's all Joe Biden does now on these national forums, whether it's a debate with President Trump. I, you know, I was kind of disappointed that first debate. Um, I, I, I wasn't disappointed with the President of the United States, but I was disappointed um, that, uh, that, that Joe Biden wasn't able to reveal what an empty suit he is. He lied through the whole thing. And of course, the moderator, in that case, Chris Wallace, let him get away with the lies. And the moderator for these dueling town halls between President Trump and, and Joe Biden, the moderator in, in, in that case, which was George Stephanopoulos, who's on the Democrat payroll, um, let Joe Biden get away. You know, he made it seem like he was, oh, there's a follow-up question there. You're talking about transgender rights. Do you want to... Are you including the Q? LBGTQ. You know what the Q is? The Q is questioning. So I guess I fall in there. I mean, I'm constantly questioning myself. <laughs> questioning what? You questioning your gender? You can't question your gender. I'm sorry. I'm one of those stupid people. One of those people who fears God. Born and raised in San Francisco in the cauldron of all this craziness, who happens to believe that there are two genders and two genders only. Am I old school? Am I wrong? Is there a third gender I don't know about? Hmm? I'm just wondering. 
Because even growing up in San Francisco in the 70s, they didn't do this. And, and by the way, I, I hate to paint broad brush strokes here, but my friends who happen to be gay, and I don't know if some of my friends are gay, I don't really care, but the ones who are out of the closet um, are dead in line with what I'm talking about. You know, most gay people I've encountered, in fact, I haven't encountered anybody who, who I know is gay who, who thinks that there are 47 different kinds of genders. Or you can wake up one morning and you can be um, a gender that's, you just invented. You're the toaster gender. No. But most gays that I know, all the gays that I know, not that I question them, but they will tell you that, no, oh, there are two genders, you dummies. And they happen to be gay. Okay, well, what do you do? Can we move on to the important stuff? Like, are you a white supremacist, Mr. Prince? I mean, that's effectively what Guthrie is asking, right? Guthrie is asking, oh, Mr. President, are, are you a white supremacist? Roll tape. Some follow-up questions. Who specifically? A couple of days later, on a different show, you denounced white supremacy. My question to you is: You've done this to me. Everybody. I denounced white supremacy. Okay. You denounced white supremacy for years. Stop tape. Okay, so that audio seems to be a little bit overmodulated, and I apologize to our uh, Facebook uh, followers and watchers. Uh, We're streaming this live on Facebook. Can't hear the audio. I'll work on that, I promise. But the, the president is being questioned, being grilled here by Savannah Guthrie about white supremacists. White supremacists. Just the fact, this is the media's game here. And, and you know, remember, I'm a recovering member, former member of the mainstream media. It's a 12-step recovery process. I'm on step 11 and a half. I'm almost there. Every once in a while, I have these questioning thoughts. That's the cue about maybe falling back into the mainstream media, not becoming one of them, the biased fools, but maybe maybe going back to the mainstream media if they would let me back in the boys' club, and the girls' club. I don't believe that they would. I, I don't think that they would let me sit in front of a teleprompter and read the news and then ad-lib what I would ad-lib, which, which is these crazy little anecdotes about the United States Constitution. We wouldn't want to do that. I could tell you story after story when I was doing the news. Where after the show, the news director would call me in and, why did you say that? Why did I say what? You made a biased statement. Um, what are you talking about, sir? You said Ronald Reagan was a great president. Okay. Well, that's an opinion. <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. Let's put that, let's say he was right. Ronald Reagan's a great president. All my other colleagues are saying Jimmy Carter is a great president. Okay, can I at least balance it out? Jeez. So those are the wars. Just it's, I fought wars behind the scenes to balance out the news. Oh, you're going to do a Planned Parenthood story? Are you going to get the pro-life side? Why? Uh, maybe just to you know balance the news and maybe there's another perspective here that it's not a Planned Parenthood perspective. Planned Parenthood. Is on the ballot this election cycle, right? Every vote you take, every vote cast for a Democrat is a vote to kill a baby. Every vote cast for a Democrat is a vote 
to destroy our constitutional way of life. Every vote cast for a Democrat in this election cycle is a vote against freedom and liberty. And that's effectively what this boils down to. And so this is one of the reasons why I say this is an epic fight of biblical proportions. I don't always like to go there, but I see a parallel here with Christ. Savannah Guthrie and all the rest of the mainstream media, they are constantly mocking the president of the United States, whether it's white supremacy or his immigration policy. She tried to get him on DACA um, or uh, the economy or, of course, COVID, right? I want to get into COVID in a minute, but of course they want to make it seem like President Trump didn't do anything on COVID when he did everything a federal government can do. As Dr. Fauci said, I don't know if there's anything more that a presidential administration can do. And by the way, cancel Thanksgiving. Thank you. They mock him. Well, what did the Romans do? And, and, and some of the leadership in, in, in the Jewish community back then, the time of Christ, what did they do to Christ? They mocked him, especially toward the end there, right? What was the crown of thorns? The crown of thorns that was put on Christ's head before he was executed, before he was crucified. It was to mock him. It wasn't just to cause pain um, for Christ by putting this crown of thorns on him. It was to mock him as king of the Jews. So they put a mock crown of thorns on Christ's head. Well, what is the mainstream doing to President Trump at an ad nauseum basis? They're mocking him, constantly mocking him. And so these are the one of the parallels that I see and, and, and why it's Donald Trump versus not just the mainstream media, but it's Donald Trump versus the Democrat mainstream media machine, which is now morphed completely into a attempted socialist takeover of our federal government and using these radical groups like Black Lives Matter, radical group, Antifa, radical group. These are the militant wings of the modern Democrat Party using them to help foment unrest in this country because it's the Saul Alinsky model they're executing and that is create unrest Make life uncomfortable until the other side capitulates and let your people, Saul Alinsky said, let your people do things they like to do. And so radicals like to burn down buildings and uh, riot in the street and loot. So let them do what they do best. That's what Saul Alinsky said. Let them do what they like to do. And so that's effectively what's going on here. And Donald Trump stands for everything that they are not. And that's why this election cycle is an epic war for the heart and soul, the constitutional heart and soul of this republic, of biblical proportions. There are many parallels here. And I'm hardly pleased. Don't think that I'm comparing Donald Trump to Jesus Christ. I'm not. I'm simply saying that like 
Christ. He was a lightning rod. Christ was a lightning rod. And he, he, he came to us to, for salvation, right? This is what we believe as Christians. Donald Trump has come to us in a similar fashion. Not to, to save our souls, but to save this republic. And it's why this Tom Klingenstein of the Claremont Institute issued this video that Rush Limbaugh was talking about, 17 minutes long, if you'd like to look at it. It's called Man versus Movement, something of that nature. And that's his point. His point is effectively, it's Donald Trump versus the world, in a sense. It's Donald Trump versus this movement in this country that is well underway and has consumed the modern Democrat Party which includes Black Lives Matter. And what a mistake the NBA has made. And I hope that they realize the mistake that they made by just the viewership levels plummeting. Maybe they haven't. I don't know. Some people are slow to learn this kind of stuff. Same thing with Major League Baseball to a certain degree, I guess. And the same thing for uh, the National Football League and this kneeling nonsense, etc., etc., etc. I hope they've learned their lesson. But this is all part of the movement the movement that is now the modern Democrat Party. And that movement is to destroy constitutional America. And Donald Trump stands in their way. And of course, Savannah Guthrie's hammering him on the coronavirus, uh, as I mentioned. And there's a report out of uh, Yahoo News, now uh, Yahoo Finance. Europe, U.S. real as virus infections surge at record pace. <laughs> Says... In the United States, new cases per day are on the rise in 44 states, with many of the biggest surges in the Midwest and Great Plains where resistance to masks and other precautions have been running high. Well, let's back up a little bit, shall we? In March and April, we went under lockdown, right? Virtually everywhere went under lockdown. Closed businesses, leave Walmart open because you cannot get COVID-19 at Walmart. It's a known fact. Close the churches because you can't get, that's where you get COVID-19 at churches, at schools. Uh, so what we did was picture a rainstorm coming down and you have a dam. And you have a river below the, 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 the spillway and there's a town down there, right? And you're trying to prevent the town from being flooded. And so you close the spillway and the dam, the water behind the dam begins to rise and rise and rise. And you reach a point where, you know what, you got to let some of the water out. And the rain continues to hammer. And you got to open up the spillway the whole way. And then the, the town gets hit. The town gets flooded. This is what we've done to the virus. <laughs> this is just common sense. A virus doesn't stop because Gavin Newsom or Governor Wolf or Andrew Cuomo says lock yourself up for a few months and don't go to a restaurant. The virus doesn't stop. The virus doesn't know this kind of political response to it. It just lays in wait. It's out there and it's waiting to spread. That's what viruses do. And until we establish herd immunity, 
in this society? Or we establish a vaccine that most of society wants to take? It's going to run its course. No matter what J.B. Pritzker does in Illinois. No matter what Governor Murphy does in New Jersey. No matter what that nutcase Whitmer in Michigan does, who's been slapped down now so many times from the state Supreme Court that her cheeks are permanently red. So Guthrie, like the other members of the mainstream media, are trying to insinuate that Donald Trump could have done something differently, even though Dr. Fauci says it's been a marvelous response. Yet, we have this little tidbit from the New York Times. The news cycle is, is so disposable. You know, it wasn't that long ago that the news cycle kind of hung in there for maybe a week, right? Now it's seven minutes instead of seven days. There was this article, it was just two days ago, out of the New York Times, the headline, Experts Confident Pandemic to Be Over Far Sooner Than Expected. Trump Efforts working with remarkable efficiency. This is out of the New York Times. Out of the New York Times. Trump effort working with remarkable efficiency. And they're talking about Operation Warp Speed. And the fact that, hey, you know what? Looks like we're going to get that vaccine pretty soon. And I just read, I think it was Pfizer, wants to expedite and get the thing out there, at least on a limited scale, in the United States in three weeks. Or four weeks or... It's, it's, it's slightly just after, of course, just after the election, <laughs> which is fine, fine, fine. I'm not going to get it. My physician says he's not going to get it. If he's not going to get it, I'm not going to get it. I don't really, I'm you know, I'm not one of these anti-vaxxers, but uh, I also believe that uh, you, you should move prudently in this arena. I'm not saying I'm not going to get a COVID-19 uh, vaccine, period. I'm not saying never, never. Um, but I'm just saying that I would not take this first iteration of it. I'm sorry, I'm not. And I will continue to take my zinc and my vitamin C and continue to work out as long as I leave my gyms open. And even if they don't open up my gyms, I'm still going to work out as best I can at home with my stupid little rubber tubes that I bought uh, and, 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 and just running. Uh, but staying in, in, in shape. Bowling alleys. Bowling alleys in um, California are probably out of business. I mean, think about that. Think about what this governor has done in California. Gavin, I cannot read Newsom. Bowling alleys. They're never going to reopen. Indoors, you're touching stuff. You're touching. In bowling alleys, that's, you know, you're touching everything, right? You're touching the ball. You're touching the scorecard, or we could do a touchless scorecard. What about your shoes? You rent the shoes. Oh, COVID on the on those beautiful bowling shoes. There's not a single documented case of the Wuhan coronavirus being transmitted from an inanimate object to a human being. Yet you have these associations in California and in certain areas of the country where the pool furniture is piled up. 900 degrees outside, but the pool furniture off limits. Because the Wuhan corona... Somebody could come there with a glob of the Wuhan coronavirus and you could put your hand on it. There's a story out of Reuters today. Ooh, 
we just found out that the, uh, the Wuhan coronavirus can uh, live on a, a certain kind of surface. I forget what it was for uh, eight hours or whatever it was, 10 hours. The thing about these models that they're doing and this testing that they're doing, these scientists, they take a glob of the Wuhan coronavirus and they put it out there and they say, well, let's measure how long that, uh, that virus stays uh, active. That's not how the virus is transmitted. It's not a gob. It's a particulate. It's a droplet so small that it can permeate masks. We know this. That's why masks, one of the reasons why, masks are useless in trying to mitigate the transmission of the Wuhan coronavirus. It's a fact. Masks have been discredited the lockdown even the world health organization has discredited lockdowns yet there's california lockdown and social distancing i I, i've made this point before i I haven't heard anybody outside of mark levin talk about this that the the entire theory of social distancing was developed by a sophomore in high school in the early aughts, around 2003, 2004, 2005. A high school science project with her daddy ran a model, said if there was a a disease out there, a a virus, uh, how far should people stay from each other so they wouldn't contract it? And she came up, this high school sophomore (laughs) came up with six feet. And this research paper not vetted not peer reviewed ended up in the Bush administration's pandemic response playbook ipso facto today now 15 years later thanks to this young lady I think her last name was Glass you can look up this it's out there in in very limited form you have to search but you'll find it I believe her last name was Glass this young lady and her daddy uh, is now part of a global. <laughs> you can't make this stuff up. How can I make this up? How can I make this up? All right, so real quick, before I move on to Joe Biden, um, I want an update on Sweden. And, and this is out of the Daily Caller. Uh, they just touched on Sweden real quick on, on their numbers. And the reason why we follow Sweden once again is because they did not do the draconian lockdown. They let schools stay open. They even had a concert in May of 30,000 people. Imagine that. Imagine that. When you look at these empty baseball stadiums and these empty football stadiums, think of Sweden. Sweden's overall death rate, 58 deaths per 100,000 residents. America's death rate, 66 deaths per 100 uh, residents. Uh, so their death rate is lower than the United States with the draconian, most of the time, draconian outside of Florida and parts of Texas, sort of. Very disappointing, that governor in Texas. Um, the death rate is is lower in Sweden with no draconian uh, lockdown. And if you say, oh, well, that's apples and oranges, if you then, the Sweden's population is 10 million, Los Angeles County, just pull out Los Angeles County. There's an apples and apples comparison, 10 million, 10 million. It is lower. Sweden's is lower. Their death rate is lower 
than the apples and apples comparison of Los Angeles County. Swedish deaths per 100,000 people is lower than Italy. Per 100,000 in Sweden is lower than Spain. And it's lower than the United Kingdom. All right, so Joe Biden, what I did, I couldn't even find the president's uh, town hall on my local cable system. So I had, what I did was I watched it on my phone and then I put uh, 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 Joe Biden. By the way, anybody remember the military? Uh, I think it was before he was even vice president. No, it was while he was vice president. The military used to mock Joe Biden and they used to call him Joe Bite Me. And you can verify that one too. I didn't think of that one. That was from the, some folks in the United States military. Joe Bite Me. So um, here's Joe Bite Me and uh, he's being asked these Scripted by the campaign questions by people, quote, in the audience. <laughs> you couldn't even see the audience. It was all empty chairs. They had one person over here, one person over there. Unlike the, the Trump town hall where there were people around him. Imagine that. Okay, so the scripted, um, totally partisan questions. And George Stephanopoulos is just kind of sitting there going, hmm. Well, let me ask a follow-up uh, uh, once in a while to make it look like I'm doing my job. Roll tape. Every day, my wife and I are in disbelief at the lack of coordinated federal action on COVID-19. We know that your administration would follow the science. Stop sure. tape, stop tape, stop tape. So it's, it's a loaded question, right? The lack of response to COVID-19. What more do you want the president to do? He sailed two hospital ships to either coast, New York and Los Angeles, Neither were needed. We needed ventilators. Ventilators. We got to have ventilators. So he, he didn't even force companies to convert their plants to, to create and build ventilators. They did it on their own. We have so many ventilators now, we're giving them away. Masks. PPE. The mask stockpile that was supposed to exist at the federal level. Who? You know, you come into a new administration comes in. Well, the you know, first thing on the list we got to do is check that mask stockpile. <laughs> right? It's crazy. Uh, but it was depleted by the Obama administration during the E. coli response and they didn't replenish it. So the president got the mask. The president got the PPE. But the president also knows we operate under this crazy thing called federalism. And clearly, Governor DeSantis's response to the Wuhan coronavirus is polar opposite Governor Newsom's response. And that's that. So you give the governors and the states the support, and that's all you can do. Joe Biden is talking about a mask mandate. Now he's talking about a vaccine mandate. And they tried to pin him down. Didn't ask, not one of these questions, but... They actually tried to pin him down at some point during this town hall. And he said, well, I'd, I'd go to the governors to enforce it. And then if the governors can't, I'd go to the, the mayors. So what he's doing is he would threaten states. He would go into Florida and he'd say, Ron DeSantis, we're going to pull federal funding unless you enforce the mask mandate. Ron DeSantis says no. Boom. The money's gone. Then he goes to the uh, mayor of Miami or um, uh, Fort Lauderdale, or Tampa, or whatever, says, hey, you need to have your police 
enforce the mask mandate and the vaccine mandate. And if you don't, you lose the federal money. That's how Joe Biden would govern if he's elected. There's more. Roll tape. Merrick Garland didn't get a hearing for all of 2016 and Amy Coney Barrett's being pushed through at the last minute. Stop tape. That's the spoils of elections. Sorry. During Barack Obama, who's a Democrat, there was a Republican Senate and that's life. This is a Republican president with a Republican Senate. He nominates somebody, they're going to try and get that person on the Supreme Court. That's their job. Roll tape. Even though millions have already voted. Stop tape. Millions have voted. I mean, think about that. You know what the number is? Last I checked, is is 20 million people have voted. (laughs) What's the grand total? About 120 million people will vote? 120 million people have voted before this town hall. Before debate number three, if it happens. I hope it does. I hope it does, just for the very least uh, entertainment factor. But that is a travesty. It shouldn't be happening at this level. And by the time Election Day rolls around, that number is going to be huge. I bet you it's going to be in the neighborhood of half. All votes cast will be cast before Election Day. Think about it. We're at 20 million now, fewer than three weeks out. 60 million is well within reach as the votes start coming in. By mail. Who knows what the mailman's going to do with those votes? Biden um, on packing the Supreme Court gave the worst answer I've ever heard. Well, if I answer the question, it's going to be in the news headlines. So it should be a dummy. Oh, well, I'll, I'll answer it uh, after the Senate acts or doesn't act. It depends on what they do. If they do A, I'll answer. If they do B, I'm not going to answer. I mean, this is nonsense. George Stephanopoulos failed as a, quote, journalist. I would have stopped the broadcast and said, you know what, Mr. Former Vice President, don't forget the former You had these people saying, Mr. Vice President, no, he's not the Vice President. We have a great Vice President. His name is Mike Pence. I would have stopped the broadcast dead cold until he answered that question. We would have sat there. That's what a, quote, journalist would do. Whatever, I have something else in my notes here. Oh, well, of course, net zero emissions by 2035. That means you're gone. Your, your SUV is gone. And, and by the way, he says he will allow fracking if they can stop methane gas from coming up. Well, methane is necessarily a function of fracking from the limited, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but from the limited knowledge, I know methane gas is emitted um, when you frack. But the best thought processes, if you want to call it that, of Joe Biden all night long was when he's... <laughs> and I laugh because if you're a cop, you, 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 you know what I'm talking about here. Or if you know anything about firearms, especially handguns. He says it, it, he would have the police shoot to wing. Police don't shoot to kill in this country. They shoot to stop the force. Very simple. Stop the force. Stop the force coming at them. Stop the force robbing the bank. Stop the force um, charging uh, an innocent victim. Stop the force. And so they shoot for mass, body mass. What are you going to, if you're trying to stop a bank robber, are you going to aim here or at his finger? So Joe Biden says police should be taught 
to shoot a leg. <laughs> Do you know how stupid that is? Again, if you know anything about firearms and if you're a police officer, I know you're laughing with me, right? What do legs do by, by definition? They move. They're, they're, they're doing this, right? While these are moving, the body is yeah, it's moving a little bit, running away, but it's still a mass. Instead, he wants you to try and hit one of those, uh, Mr. Police Officer. How do you like that? Hmm? How do you... How much... How, how, how many... Both hands tied behind your back or just one? Huh? Shoot for the foot. Come on, just wing them. It reminds me of those uh, westerns or even the movies today where the guy comes out and he's, he's doing this. He's shooting like this. <laughs> Bam, the guy goes down. I mean, come on. I was trying to re-qualify for my, uh, my uh, concealed carry permit. And um, they have the, I have a, a, a revolver, uh, and uh, they have you, uh, one of the things they have you do is shoot, not aim, they, they have you shoot from the hip, literally, shoot from the hip, because you never know if, you know, somebody gets at you, you only have the shot down here kind of thing. Uh, I couldn't do it with the revolver. I couldn't, I couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. It's hard, let alone... <laughs> <laughs> Ledger Register is do you believe the mainstream media's presidential polling? Uh, the results right now are overwhelming, but if you'd like to go to GrahamLedger.com, love to hear from you, GrahamLedger.com, or go to the Zip app on your phone, Zip app, put Ledger in the quick code box. Remember what Mr. Um, Klingenstein at Claremont Institute is saying, if you want to watch that video, it's man versus a movement, man being Donald Trump, movement being the modern Democrat Party, mainstream media cabal attempt to overthrow our constitutional rights. Um, but also, I'll leave you with this. Bruce Springsteen, here's the good news. If Donald Trump is reelected, um, Bruce Springsteen, who I have never really liked, I never really liked his music that much, um, he says he'll leave the country. So we got that going for us, which is Bill Murray said, which is nice. And remember, this is an epic fight of biblical proportions, not unlike the way the Romans treated Christ. Donald Trump is being mocked, ruthlessly being mocked by the mainstream media, Democrat Party cabal. But he has a secret weapon. It's the United States Constitution. It's you and me, we the people, the real patriots of this country. And he has this thing called God. This edition of the Ledger Report is on its way to the Archives Library of Congress. Thank you for watching. I'm Graham Ledger. And remember, if today you hear his voice, harden not your heart.